Hello, welcome to the Mindful Motherhood Podcast. I invite you to stop, breathe, and mindfully explore ways to better understand and manage the daily struggles of motherhood. I'm your host, Maggie Metz. Today we're going to cover body scans and have a conversation with Laura Dodson about the importance of the mind body connection. I invite you now to practice with me a basic mindfulness technique, body scan. If you are able, find a comfortable seated position. Roll your shoulders up, back and down away from your ears. Close your eyes and begin taking deep cycles of breath in through your nose and out through your nose as you start to notice any sensations you might be feeling throughout your body. Slowly with each breath, moving your awareness downward. On your next inhale, bring all of your awareness to your head. Notice any sensations at all, pain, discomfort, or even contentment. Exhale fully, and then move on to your neck. Take a deep breath in, and then notice anything at all you are experiencing in your neck. Exhale deeply and move your focus to your shoulders. Just observing, without any judgment at all, what you are feeling in that part of your body. If you happen to carry your stress in your shoulders, you may notice that they feel tight, constricted, and that's okay. No need to judge. Continue deep cycles of breath in through your nose and out through your nose. Now, moving down to your chest, Notice any tension or tightness that you find there. Breathe into those tight spaces. Feel yourself relax a little bit more with each and every breath. Then on your next inhale, move on to your stomach and back, bringing awareness to any tension or tightness in your core. Exhale completely while lingering all of your awareness on anything that you are feeling through your core. 
Now, take a deep inhale through your nose and move down to your legs, noticing what you feel there. Exhale completely as you keep all of your awareness on your legs. Deep breath in and bring your attention to your feet. Notice anything at all that you may be experiencing in them. Tension, tightness, pressure, or even contentment. And exhale, pushing all of the air out of your lungs. Take a couple deep breaths to notice how your entire body feels. Paying special attention to any sensations in your body that stand out. Continue to breathe and with each exhale, try to release any tension you find. Relaxing the tight muscles a little bit more with each breath. When you're ready, slowly open your eyes to a soft gaze and notice how your body feels seated in an upright position. Hopefully, after practicing this mindfulness exercise, you notice that you feel more calm, that some of the tension throughout your body has melted away. The body scan is a great way to check in with yourself and notice what you're feeling inside your body, which can often be related to the stressors in our environment and the subsequent thoughts that are swirling around in our minds. It can be helpful in identifying certain areas of the body that carry stress. Today, I am so excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Laura Dodson. She is a mother to three wonderful kids, a certified fitness instructor, and a senior leader with Norwex. She is passionate about helping people to make healthy choices and create a healthy home environment. In her spare time, she loves to garden and sip drinks with her hubby on their dreamy backyard oasis of a patio. She loves being a wife and mama and looks for ways to better herself daily. Now, without further ado, Laura, welcome to the Mindful Motherhood Podcast. Hey friend. Thanks. Thanks for having me. I have to tell you, I'm feeling quite relaxed after that body scan. Oh, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did. Good. I need to practice that more often. Yes. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> so I invited you on today to kind of talk a little bit with me about the mind-body connection 
for those who aren't super familiar with the idea of the mind-body connection, it's really not this hokey idea. It's, it's a very real scientific thing. They have found that our minds are just so interconnected with our bodies and vice versa. So for example, if we are exercising regularly, eating healthy, and treating our bodies well, that our minds will will feel well and that our mental health will be in a better state. So Laura, go ahead and tell us a little bit about just your experience with how important the mind-body connection is and maybe even like some tips and tricks that you have for us in, in that regard. Well, friend, you're super sweet. Um, feeling like I have anything down pat these days. Hmm. That's a miracle, huh? (laughs) I would say that picking a regimen that works for you because what works for me might not work for you, but I can give you some simple tips on things that I have found over the years um, to help me stick to it because I know a lot of us have a hard time sticking to things, right? Mm -hmm. Commitment issues. (laughs) Yes. But it's so true. The accountability is huge. Yes. Yeah. And it's so true. Like you said, when your body feels better, your mind follows. You really truly need to find what works for you and what works also works for your lifestyle. Because if you're a busy mom, you know, finding time to exercise and actually finding time for yourself is hard. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like you have to build it into your day. Truly since my oldest, who's now 20, was a little kiddo. I can remember getting up early because that was the only time I would have to exercise. And I knew at that point in my life, when my kids were small, if I didn't exercise, I wouldn't be the best mom that I could be. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And can even tell you that my exercise routine doesn't look exactly how I want it to look. I think ideally it would be me going to the gym in my super cute workout clothes and up <laughs> an iron for, you know, two, three hours. <laughs> right. Maybe not quite that extreme, but it would be a time that I could get out there and do it on my own and be completely by myself. But for me right now, that doesn't work with the age of my kids and mm-hmm my husband working. So for me right now, it it looks different than I would want it to look, but it's usually my son doing his online schooling and I'm in the same room with him doing my workout. And it probably only lasts for about 30 minutes, but it's a consistent 30 minutes in my day. And I think it's okay if it doesn't look how you thought it would. Yeah. All you have time for right now is that 20 minute walk or Whatever it is that fits into your schedule. I think that's huge because it's better to do a five minute walk than even an hour workout routine if that is what you can consistently build into your schedule. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I wonder if you have any tips regarding accountability, like we kind of briefly mentioned earlier, but I think that's the hardest thing, especially if you don't have a friend who is passionate about the same type of exercise. Like I obviously enjoy yoga, but I feel like a lot of my friends might be runners and I don't typically enjoy running, but do you have any advice for how to maintain the accountability, even if you're kind of in your own circle, kind of doing your own thing? 
That's a great question. I remember finding just a group of one or two other women, whether two other moms that -hmm. would get up early with me and we'd take a walk around the neighborhood. And, you know, 15 years ago, that was life-giving because that was the only time I had to exercise. You have to just find your people Mm -hmm. and be mindful and open-minded at the same time that their exercise may not seem to suit you, but what if you give it a try? And then what if you actually liked running or what if you actually liked yoga? Um, You know, just being open-minded to that as well. Yeah, for sure. That's great. How have you seen the results of that in your own life? For example, let's say that you were on vacation for a whole week and you kind of got off of your regimen. Do you notice in your body the effects of losing any mental capacity or, you know, ability to function when you lose the physical and vice versa? Maybe you fall off the bandwagon for a while, but then you get back on it. How does it feel inside your body when you don't have it versus when you do? Okay. That's a great question. And number one, girl, I'm not a fan of deprivation. (laughs) So like if I'm on vacation or if I'm doing something fun with my family or we are going for ice cream, Mm -hmm. um, I am consciously aware of the decision I'm making, but I really try not to deprive myself because if I do that, I can go to a different mindset that I don't want to be in, you know? I have indulged way too much during certain times in my life. And you're so right. It affects me tremendously. Mm -hmm. I can feel it in the way my thinking is not clear. What you put in your body either fuels you or depletes you. I mean, I think just being mindful of it, but also not beating yourself up. So if you have a bad weekend or you have a bad month, Mm -hmm. you know, just pull yourself back around and think, okay, this is not the end. You know, my healthy eating and exercising is not over. Uh, we always can start anew and we can always start with a fresh slate. Yeah. I think something you said um, brought to my mind the idea of moderation. And I think you're right in that completely depriving ourselves of any one thing, really, mm-hmm. Any, mm-hmm. anything is a recipe for failure, at least for me. Yep. Found yep. That you know, when I go pinpointing one thing that I'm going to completely cut out and never eat again, it just haunts me and then I fail. But when I can be more mindful in my choices and more specific about, or less specific, I think less specific about the one thing that it is that I'm going to change, it's just making one healthy choice after another that kind of spirals into a more healthy lifestyle rather than I'm going to do this one thing, or I'm not going to do this one thing every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And then, you know, something else that I think is super important is also feeding your mind. So like making sure that you are doing something for your brain health as well, whether Mm -hmm. that's, you know, meditating or having some quiet time, I think getting your mind in that good place is just as, if not more important than they just, they just go hand in hand so, so much. Yeah, that's so true. So I guess it would work both ways. If, if they're really interchangeably connected, the mind and body, then if we're feeding our mind, even like if we don't commit to not eat anything or, or exercise in a certain way, if we just start by feeding our mind, then maybe our bodies will feel more like exercising or eating healthier because 
we're in a healthier headspace. You got it. Mm-hmm. If I think that I'm a failure, I'm probably going to fail. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Laura, for talking to me today. And I just so appreciate your friendship and that you'd be willing to jump on this podcast journey with me. Hey, you are so welcome. I love you and I'm thankful for you and I'm excited. I'm excited for you. This is really fun. <laughs> Aw, thanks. Thank you so much for listening and for taking the time to pause and turn inward today. It is so important to remember to take care of yourself in the midst of caring for everyone else. A special thanks to my friend Laura for being willing to chat with me on the subject of the mind-body connection and for being a sweet friend and amazing mother. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss a single mindful moment. For more Mindful Motherhood content, you can find me on Instagram at Maggie Metz. Until next time, be mindful, mama.